Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. I was recently watching a documentary on Antarctica and the work that scientists are doing down there. One of the things that left a lasting impression on me is the fact that for six months of the year, there's no sunlight down there. I get a little restless dealing with the sun setting at around 5 o'clock in the evening. I can't even imagine six months without seeing the sun. Where I live, we are starting to head in the right direction. As of now, it's starting to stay daylight until around 6. Spring is obviously right around the corner. It seems that we as human beings are wired to seek the light, which got me thinking about my spiritual light. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 through 16 Jesus is telling us, as followers of him, that we are the light of the world, and our light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify God our Father in heaven. The question is, how do I have my light shine before people in such a way? Turn with me to Romans chapter 13, starting with verse 11. Do this, knowing the time, that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is almost gone, and the day is near. Therefore, let's rid ourselves of the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let's behave properly as in the day not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and debauchery, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lust. Paul inspires us to not become lax in our service. He uses the analogy of light and day to accomplish this. Let's take a look and study these verses and some other passages related to light and darkness. In verse 11, he says, Awaken from the sleep. Awaken from the sleep. What does that mean? It means knowing salvation is here. Knowing the time. A judgment from God is coming shortly. Look at Matthew chapter 24, beginning with verse 15. 
Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which is spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get things out of his house, and whoever is in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. But woe to those women who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Moreover, pray that when you flee, it will not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will again. Jesus was talking about looking out for something that was going to predict the fall of Jerusalem. And he said, when you see these things, know it's about to happen. Awaken. Get out of your sleep. The light is being shined on certain events. And when you see those events, take action as I'm telling you to. And of course, we know from history, things happen just as Jesus prophesied. The hour to awaken from sleep. Sleep is used here in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, to describe being unaware. Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica, Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 6 Salvation is nearer than when we believed. Perhaps that's a general statement and a thought we all need to keep in our hearts. After all, every day I get a little older, but I also get a day closer to ending this life on this world. And we have to remember God's plan of salvation for the church and its members, the members of the kingdom. Verse 12, Paul says, the day is near. I remember my dad telling me one time, it's always darkest right before the dawn. And whenever you see it pitch black, know that the sun is about to rise. Night is almost gone. Night, for us in our spiritual life, is the lack of understanding. But ye, brethren, are not in the darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. You are all children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 4-5 To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Acts chapter 26, 18 The incomplete knowledge of God's will is about to pass because the night, the lack of understanding, is almost gone. Paul is making a contrast in this verse between night and day. Night being the lack of understanding, 
And the day that is of the light is the understanding of God's will. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While you have light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus, and departed, and did hide himself from them. John chapter 1 verse 5, chapter 8 verse 12, chapter 12 verses 35 and 36. Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians to talk about this understanding of God's will to be in the light. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning with verse 9, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Many people speculate by what Paul is talking about when he says, that which is perfect is come. I personally believe, and I don't know this to be factual, but it is my belief, that the perfect thing that was to come is the Bible. And in my mind, that makes sense, because when that perfect Bible was complete and is come, we no longer know in part, but we understand and have the full will of God. And he uses an analogy of a child. When one is a child, they speak as a child and understand as a child. And so it is, in my own personal case, when I started reading the Bible. I did it as a child. But eventually, through study, I matured. I grew up. And I no longer seen things in the childish way, but in the more perfect, enlightened way, knowing as much as I can about what God's perfect will is. To me, it makes sense that the Bible is what he's talking about, and the Bible allows us to walk in the light, as Jesus was talking about, walking in the light, having the understanding of God's will. Paul continues on in Romans chapter 13, in verse 12. Therefore, let's rid ourselves of the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. How does one do that? Verse 13. 
let's behave properly as in the day. Not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and debauchery, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lust. So what Paul is telling us, in order to be in the light and understand what God wants us to do, we need to behave properly. We need to lay aside the deeds of the darkness, the actions of the lost, the way of the world, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Ephesians 5 verse 11. How do we do that? We put on the armor of light. Armor is a weapon of warfare. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with the truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians six ten through 17 Paul goes on to explain how we properly provision ourselves to do battle with the darkness and that of evil. We put on the armor of God. The armor of God starts with putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, 2 Corinthians 6 and 7. To behave properly in the day, we need to be not given to the nightlife or the way of the world. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleans us from all sin. 1 John 1 and 7. Notice the examples that Paul points out in Romans chapter 13. Carousing and drunkenness. Those two things are together. Sexual promiscuity and debauchery. Those are both put together. Strife and jealousy. It seems that his couplets here were put there for a reason. Oftentimes, if you think of carousing, you often think of drunkenness, or vice versa. Sexual promiscuity leads to debauchery, or debauchery leads to sexual promiscuity. 
That's the chicken or the egg. Anyway, we are to avoid these things. And if we do, we are well on our way to putting on the Lord Jesus. Close yourself with Christ. How do you clothe yourself with Christ? For all you who were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. Seems pretty simple from that scripture that by becoming baptized, we actually clothe ourselves with Christ. And if we can put on the Lord Jesus, we can avoid the behavior of the night and enjoy the behavior of the light. He finishes up this section of scriptures in Romans 13 by saying, Make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Make no provision for the flesh. We're not to consider our body and our plans. Paul said in Galatians 5 and 16, But I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. I don't know about you, but I always am fighting this constant battle between what my body thinks is good for it and what my mind says it's good for it. I happen to love chocolate. My body says I need lots of chocolate. But my intellect says, too much chocolate will be bad for you. So when I'm thinking of my health, I have to not be considered what my flesh or my body is longing for, but rather what's best for my body. This kind of destroys the doctrine of once saved, always saved, doesn't it? We must always consider the words of the Bible, and of its writers, to know that these are the things which we truly need to have eternal life. We need to live in the light, not in the night. We need to remember every day that we are the light of the world. And our light must shine before people in such a way that they may see our good works and glorify God our Father in heaven. The question today is, are you seeking the light? Are you tired of the darkness? As Paul told the church in Rome, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, be baptized, and make no provision for the flesh and the lust thereof. Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with